Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is your host, Sue Barber. Today's episode is the final imposter syndrome type from the Visibility Factor book, and it's called Criticism Avoider, also known as Perfection. I saved this one for last because it is the one that impacts so many people. I need to go back in time to share with you where perfectionism actually started for me. I am the firstborn and had felt that since I was a child, I had to maintain a perfect image. Back then, it was a different time. And girls were supposed to follow the rules, be agreeable, and keep quiet. Some of the comments from relatives and friends of my parents were, Susan is always such a good girl, and we just love having her visit. She is so responsible. I used to watch over my younger sister and cousins when our families got together. It was my first opportunity to try out some basic leadership skills that I would depend on and develop more of later in life. I fit into the role of the perfect, responsible daughter, and it made my family proud. So I started this perfection habit as a child of seeking out external validation from my family and trying to be perfect to keep getting it. Did you notice that I call it a habit? That is what it is. It is a habit that can be stopped or changed with focus and intention. I brought my good girl manual from home and school into the workplace and continued to be sweet, perfect Sue as an adult. The voice in my head said, it has always worked, so why change? Perfectionism had become an ingrained habit. One of the rules in the good girl manual is that you must be liked and praised. The best way to do that is to agree with people. You don't want to have any conflict or drama, so you bury how you really feel deep down inside. That was the way I operated for so many years. It accomplished the goal that I thought I wanted to attain. I was liked and praised and avoided any criticism from others. The fear of a call out in public was huge for me. I lived with a lot of fear, so I walked a tightrope between my comfort zone and any unnecessary attention. Brene Brown breaks down perfectionism in this way. We struggle with perfectionism in areas where we feel most vulnerable to shame. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we carry around hoping it will keep us from being hurt, when in truth, what it does is keep us from being seen. It is a way of thinking that says if I look perfect, live perfect, work perfect, I can avoid or minimize criticism, blame, and ridicule. Now, every time I attempted new actions to increase my visibility, my doubts would surface and hold me back. I was wearing that shield every single day. My perfectionism and fear of failure showed up on a regular basis and kept me from taking actions. Do I have what it takes to be successful? The girl with the crown of perfection never wanted to show that she didn't have it all together. I hid everything from everyone and kept the brave face on so no one would know that I was a mess inside. I thought that perfectionism was a good thing. If you have this trait too, you know the amount of energy it takes to try and maintain perfection. It is an enormous weight to bear and you can never let your guard down. Perfection means that you are free of all flaws and defects. Let's just be honest though. There is no such thing as being perfect. It is an illusion that overachievers try to chase. If they can attain it, 
then they feel like they will be rewarded with a promotion, more responsibility, or maybe even just a pat on the back. Anyone who has perfectionistic tendencies doesn't want to make mistakes or fail, so they can keep their perfect image. However, we are human beings, imperfect human beings. Part of being human means that we do make mistakes, which help us to learn and grow. And being supported by leaders who allow those growth opportunities to happen and allow us to fail fast and learn accelerates our leadership. Perfection is an illusion and a slippery slope. Whatever you do, it never seems to be quite good enough. The focus is always on the other people and what they think. You wear a mask that shows them what they want to see, not you, the person who exists away from the office. Society has painted this version of how people should be and what we should do. It is an impossible ideal, and social media just magnifies it and makes it worse. Perfectionism causes people to hide, avoid criticism, and view mistakes in a negative way. Mistakes are what help you learn the most. Every situation that I ever had where I had something that was a mistake or I would view it as failure were the things that I learned the most lessons from and could apply those back in corporate and into my situations now with coaching clients. In 2013, I took a class that Brene Brown created in collaboration with Oprah based on her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, the first book of hers that I ever read. Millions of people from all over the world joined her class on Oprah's website. It included videos from Brene, instructions to create an art journal, and interactive discussions. But one of the most impactful activities she had us do in that class was take a stand against our attempts at perfectionism. Remember my crown? She gave us the permission to accept ourselves wherever we were in that moment. We could continue to improve in certain areas if we wanted to, but we didn't need to. There was no reason to see ourselves as not good enough anymore. In my own experience, I thought everyone else had the expectations of me that I was supposed to deliver everything on the invisible list that ran in my head. The truth is that no one expected that perfection of me. I put that on myself. The acceptance of who I am and that I am enough was a huge first step. I wanted to share a client example with you from the visibility factor so that you could see how Ashley, one of my clients, dealt with her perfection. Ashley worked with me on the ways to position herself for the VP role that she wanted. When we met, I could see the stress all over her face. She couldn't sit still. She looked at her watch multiple times and played with her bracelets. I could see the toll that perfectionism had taken on her. How is your work and home life, I asked. She answered, I try my best, but I feel like a failure all the way around. I can't seem to do anything right, and there is not enough of me to go around. Did someone tell you that you're a failure? No, she said, not at all. My work thinks I am great, but I have to juggle so much right now. I'm stressed out, and I know I will fail soon. What would help you have more time, I asked. She brainstormed some ideas. I could delegate more to my team, ask for help at home from my husband and kids, and look at what I have to do at work and prioritize two or three items each day instead of my whole to-do list. Those are all good ideas, I said. If you implemented them, would it be enough to help you? Ashley began to cry. She sat there with tears streaming down her face. She said, no, those would help, but they wouldn't be enough. To be honest, I am worried about what everyone else thinks of me. I want them to think that I do a good job. I want to be perfect and control what happens at work and at home. I waited for a minute before I asked her, how would it be for you if you didn't worry about what everyone else thought of you? Although there were still tears in her eyes, she thought about it for a minute and then her face brightened as she smiled. 
it would be a huge relief. I have knots in my stomach at work all the time, and then I bring that home. I could let all that go and just be me. You've carried this story around that you have to be perfect for a really long time now. What if that story didn't exist anymore? What could you make up as a new story instead? Ashley sat up tall and straightened her jacket. She spoke with confidence when she said, I am great just as I am right now. I don't have to be perfect. It is good to ask for help from others. And though they do things differently than I do, it is all right. I replied to her, how would it be to let them see the imperfect you right now? She relaxed her shoulders and I could see the invisible weight she carried start to lift a little bit as she said, it would be an adjustment for me, but I want to set a good example for my kids and my team. They need to know that it is okay to be perfectly imperfect. Here she made air quotes and accept yourself. It is one thing to strive for perfection, but it is unrealistic to demand it of yourself and others. Brene Brown says, many people think of perfectionism as striving to be your best, but it is not about self-improvement. It is about earning approval and acceptance. Ashley had focused on everyone else and lost sight of what she wanted for herself. The belief that she needed more external validation had consumed her thoughts and impacted how she behaved. Now she felt empowered to focus on what she wanted and no longer needed everyone else's approval and acceptance. When you decide not to care what other people think, the desire to be perfect also falls away. Focus on yourself, trust that you have the answers to know what to do, and if you need help, ask for it. Imagine yourself getting up in the morning and realizing how much time you have wasted trying to be perfect. What if you had just accepted yourself as you are, let go of what other people thought, and lived a happy life? How would that feel? Let's go back to your childhood. Do you remember when you saw something new to try? You did it without questioning yourself. Did you care if others thought it was a good idea? Did you ask someone else if it was okay to do it? No, you just did it. When did it become more important to believe what others thought of us than it was to be ourselves? Why do we feel that we aren't already great right now? Why do we think that the actions we take have to be done in a certain way? Give yourself permission to let go of those expectations. Accept yourself for who and where you are in this moment and know that you have all you need to be successful right now. Be happy and empowered to make your own life choices. Have you ever thought that you might have a shield that you use to avoid criticism? Your shield might show up as procrastination, self-sabotage, or criticism of others. Watch to see when and where you use your shield. Imagine how your life would be without carrying that heavy burden of armor around. I've written many blogs about being a perfectionist and avoiding failure because I've been there, and I see it every day when I'm coaching clients. You wear the shield to stay safe. But what if you put the shield down and let the perfectionism go? Change how you think about perfectionism and focus on imperfect actions instead. Remember that the way you think has a direct impact on your actions. Another quote from Brene is that many people think of perfectionism as striving to be your best. But it's not about self-improvement, it's about earning approval and acceptance. People spend a lifetime trying to be what others want them to be. When you stop caring what other people think, the desire to be perfect also falls away. Is perfection really just about trying to be what others want you to be in order to gain their acceptance and approval? Think about how much time you have wasted trying to be what someone else wants you to be. 
is putting your energy toward being something that someone else wants really worth it? Taking imperfect actions are like experiments. Think about the people who are innovating every day, going into the process knowing that they will have failures. They will learn from these failures, make adjustments, and try again. Some of the greatest inventions have come from so many failures that occurred right before that one success. What if those people had given up because someone had criticized them? They had a vision of something bigger and didn't let anything get in their way. Being open to failure allows you to be more creative and think outside of the box. You eliminate any constraints and preconceived notions because it doesn't matter what outcome you get, good or bad. Changing your mindset to be okay with failure is a first step. Building a culture around you at work and at home that a person is rewarded for trying is far better than being penalized because that person failed. Let's not be afraid of failure, but welcome it with open arms. I also wanted to share another perspective of what perfectionism is doing to the next generations. In an article by Thomas Curran and Andrew Hill called Perfectionism is Increasing and That's Not Good News, they studied 41,641 American, British, and Canadian college students between 1989 and 2016 to look at perfectionism in a few different ways. Their findings determined that recent generations of young people are more demanding of themselves, perceive that others are more demanding of them, and are more demanding of others. Other studies of perfectionism have shown links to affective disorders, anxiety disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorder, eating disorders, and other mental health problems. These types of impacts are a result of comparisons and the need for acceptance and approval. Previous generations compared themselves and had the same needs, so what changed to create these issues? Have our feelings about our own perfectionism projected these demands and unattainable tendencies onto the generations behind us? They are being termed the snowflake generation because they are considered to be self-entitled and overly sensitive. They didn't get that way all by themselves. Have we tried to protect them too much from disappointment and failure? Are the demands that have been placed on them to live up to our perceived expectations creating all of this pressure? What messages are we sending to them about how to reach success? They may be viewing their families as one example, but they can see the world and have more information than we did. So it is shaping what they think they need to do every day. Growing up without social media, I didn't have the visibility to see what everyone else was doing, which may have been a blessing in disguise. I went home and got away from the pressure of seeing everyone else each night. I knew what my immediate group of friends were doing, but I didn't know what everyone else was doing. The younger generations can now see what all of their close friends, acquaintances, and celebrities are doing every second of the day and night. Whether this information is true or not is another thing, but it is on the internet, so it must be true, right? This messaging is in their face 24-7, and it is intimidating especially for those who lack confidence, have low self-esteem, are more introverted, not as popular, not getting all A's, don't know which college to go to or what major to choose. Yes, they can turn off their phones and stop looking at all of these apps, but this is how they socialize now. They don't even need to leave the house because their social life is on their phone. They can see all of this information every second of the day and night. It is putting enormous pressure on them to live up to this unattainable idea of what everyone else is doing. I share this with you as information to think about as a parent or someone who is leading young adults. Many of them have no idea how to fail, problem solve, deal with disappointment, communicate what they are thinking, or build interpersonal relationships outside of social media. They need the patience to learn these things with people who give them the environment to try, fail, and try again. Set the example. 
build their confidence and self-esteem, help them see that perfection is unattainable and that they are perfect just the way they are. Help them to believe in themselves and show your own imperfections. Share your stories of how you learned these lessons, where you failed, and how to be flexible. They should not see these things as a sign of failure, weakness, or reasons to be anxious. Help them to enjoy this time in their lives and recognize that everyone makes mistakes as a part of growing up. We have all grown up with messages from our families, teachers, media, society, etc. that tell us what we're supposed to do in our lives. Some of these messages may include get good grades, go to a good school, get a good job, get married, have children, save for retirement. You get the gist of the messages we've all heard and internalized over many years. These messages create some ideal picture of who we are supposed to be in our head. You may have a different vision for your life, but when someone sees you stray from the plan, then you are told you are different or unique. Unfortunately, how people see us has an impact on how we see ourselves. When you're told you are different, then the acceptance that many people crave from others is no longer there. You may go back to being what others want you to be, even though you know deep down that isn't what you want. This exact scenario is what causes people to do things in their lives because it fits into some mold that others have for you or that you now have for yourself. Taking a job or staying at a job because it pays well but makes you miserable is a good example of this thinking. In an article called Retiring Perfectionism, Jess Winans said, Shaming yourself into believing that you are inadequate and unworthy of love, success, or happiness because you do not fit into the mold that you have developed in your mind. When you are a perfectionist, your own vision of yourself becomes so distorted that every compliment dealt to you is turned into a new standard, which you must overcome or a new goal you must achieve. So you keep trying to seek out perfection wherever you are to get to this place that will make you happy. When you don't accomplish it, then you set out the cycle of shame that continues until you can't stand to be there anymore. Unfortunately for many people, they wake up one day realizing how much they have been tolerating and how many years of their life they have wasted. Another quote from this article, by constantly achieving for perfect, you are missing out on all of the imperfections that make life beautiful. It can help you think about perfection differently. Imagine how different things could be if you stopped trying to be perfect and accepted yourself wherever you are. What if you were doing something that you loved and you felt it was your purpose? You would get out of bed every day excited to go to work and do what you love. You wouldn't care what others thought of you because deep down inside, you know that this is what you're supposed to do. There's no need to seek out external validation from others to know that you're doing the right thing. Trust yourself and make your own decisions. Who you are and what you do will never be perfect. What if you just stop looking at imperfections as negative and see them as the things that make you unique and amazing instead. Thank you so much for joining the Visibility Factor podcast. I hope today's episode gave you some new insights on perfection. If you know someone who is struggling with perfectionism, please share this episode with them. I also wanted to let you know that I truly appreciate all the comments from everyone letting me know that the podcast is helping them. It gives me so much joy to hear all of those great comments, so please keep them coming. Also, if you have additional ideas on topics that you'd like to hear me talk about, please don't hesitate to send me an email at hello at susanmbarber.com. Now we will go into our Rise and Shine visibility tips. So the first one is listen to the words that you use with others or the self-talk that goes on in your own head. How many of those words or messages are based on the shoulds? the things that others may have told you you should do. 
Just focus on being your authentic self. Record yourself in meetings or when you are having a one-on-one. Are you speaking about things in a positive way or do you put yourself down? Are you showing up as the person that you really want to be? Number two, do you expect that you will do everything right every time? Do you expect everyone else to do this as well? Do your best and seek out excellence, but not perfection. Do you spend too much time on details that aren't that important? How much time is your time worth? Does it make sense to spend more time on this one action or move on to the next one? I always tell people to try to leverage the 80-20 rule. Is 80% of what you've done good enough for people to get what they need? Or is it truly worth the time to spend another 20%? Have you done your best? Give yourself permission to say that you have done this with excellence and your time is better spent on something else now. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor podcast.